Hey everybody, welcome to Asian Pursuit today. Thank you for tuning in. We have two of our top rookies or agents who have been top rookies with our uh, brokerage here today. So Jennifer and Amin, thank you for being with us. And we're gonna get into a lot of stuff that made them successful in their first year, but just to kind of preface this off and why, um, you know, Lindsay and I thought this was an important segment is, one, there's a lot of new agents coming into the business. And it, it last year or two, and even if you're not brand new, people who have been really trying to break in to being successful and they're in year two and they're in year three and they're saying, they're looking at people like yourselves and other top rookies saying, I've been trying all of these things and these other people have been doing this for a year and they're doing more business than I am. What do I need to do to start on a successful path to be successful? And in a tough market especially, um, where sales are down to anybody who is brand new, obviously it's a little bit tough right now. So we just wanted to get some advice and your guys' perspectives on what you did to hit the ground running and to still be happy in your first few years. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you for having, you us. For having us. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Jennifer, let's start with you. Sure. Um, give us your long story about your real estate experience up until now. But what did you do before real estate and, and how long have you been in the business now? And you know, how did you get in the business? Why did you get in the business? Things like that. Just brief sort of 90 second answer on that. For sure. So my background is actually customer service. Um, I did have an office administration diploma. And so in 2009, I received that and did quite a lot of office work. In 2010, I actually got a job working as an assistant for a realtor. And so that was kind of an advantage that I had that not every uh, rookie has. I definitely, I think that a lot of people thought that I had more of an advantage because I had that background, but it doesn't matter if you can do the back end if you don't actually speak to a client. So you still have to sell a house to talk to a client, right? And um, so then from there, I did a little bit of back and forth admin. And then in 2013, I also worked for another uh, top, top, uh, top real, real estate agent. Yep. And um, the year that I worked for him, we did 128 deals. So it really got me on the ground running and, and figuring out what I needed to do to be a top successful realtor. That definitely helped. And some of the things not to do as well. I also, um, decided one day that I was like, this is, this is what my passion is, this is what my purpose is. Um, I really enjoy helping people and I was like, what can I do to make my passion my paycheck? And I was one of those people that watched HGTV and I was like, I can do this. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's obviously, it's very different than what that is, but that's sort of how I became and you know, decided and made the decision and did the jump. Um, I've been a realtor now for two and a half years. It'll be three years in October. And yeah, it's, it's been great so far and there's been hard days and easy days and everything in between. So, and I've, I've loved every single minute of it. I feel bad calling it a job, but it is, it's everything that I wanted it to be and more, so. That's great, I'm yeah. same, same question. So I started in project management. I'm actually originally from BC, born and raised in Surrey. Um, so yeah, project management uh, in construction actually. So eventually I got an opportunity here in Alberta, in Calgary and then I moved over in 2014. So I had that job for about two years before layoffs got hit, like the company. Uh, around that time, like I saw it kind of coming with the market being the way it was, the production slowing down and the construction side at the company. So I thought, you know what, I know the product and I don't want to work in this position anymore where I'm like kind of behind this desk at all times right. and where all the complaints and problems come to me and I have to kind of organize and fix everything, right? Uh, you could be under budget and they'll be like, well, that's money we could have put somewhere else. <laughs> So even under budget wasn't good. It had to be always on budget. So it, was, uh, it wasn't very 
a very thankful job, really. Um, so around that time, I started working on um, getting my license and everything because I wanted to stay close to like the construction industry, so like houses made sense. Um, and when I got my license, uh, basically I started in 2016, uh, November. Cool. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it since. And I started full time from the get go because I got laid off the other place, so <laughs> no other options. Uh, went in head first. Um, like Jennifer was saying before we even started this, uh, like you know, failure was not an option. Uh, you had to go in, uh, and I put all my time and effort into it. Perfect. Yeah. I love how sweet you are. You know, I could say, when you said I could see that the market was crashing, projects weren't were starting to not come out. So. I figured I should get into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> the market was awful, and here we go. I was like, yes, I'm going to go sell homes in this market. That's perfect. But, the, the, you know, obviously the failure is not an option thing is really great. You see some agents who come in as kind of a second career, and, you know, they have a bit of a nest egg, or they have a spouse that's working, and there's some stable income, and the whole need to go hard might not be as significant as it was for both of you. So obviously that was a bit of a driving factor. So on the hit-the-ground-running part, um, let's kind of transition to that. So, Jennifer, you got your license. Obviously, you had a little bit of a background knowing what to do. But in terms of your own business, because whatever you would have done with that realtor, those weren't your people, those weren't your clients. What did you do to say, I need to do a deal in the next, you know, three months? What steps did you take? So, I did a couple of different things. I mean, I, I just took all of the courses that I possibly could. That was a big part of it, so I never... Probably the, the secret to your success. It is, yes, no, yes. CIR is the uh, secret to my success. All the education. Just kidding. Um, but, so I actually um, joined a team right at the very beginning. And so the first deal that I did actually came from that team. And then the next deal, I probably the first four or five deals that I did was actually from the team. Um, and getting those leads given to me actually helped a little bit. They were pretty cold leads, but I was able to turn them into something because I did know what to do on the back end. So talking to people and, and figuring that part out of it was kind of secondary to me. And so once I got in front of them, I was able to use my charm and charisma to uh, convince them that, that I, I was the agent for them. And I, I never told them that I had been a realtor for an hour. I was like, oh yeah, this I'm long in the tooth. And uh, <laughs> still my first year, but it's are whatever, awesome. it's yeah, going yeah. awesome. And uh, so then I just kind of did it from there and continued doing that. And probably my biggest success, and I, I have done a segment with CIR Live before on open houses. And so that's probably where my bread and butter came from. I did five deals from open houses in my first year. And, awesome. that, and, that, and that had nothing to do with the, with the team? No, that, that was, was separate. You generating yeah. your own business. Yeah. So yeah. open houses was huge. Yeah, open houses was my was my definite money maker for sure that first year. Great. I'm in the same question. Uh, so for my first year, um, basically because I knew I was going to get the license, I just started letting people know. I was like, I'm going to be licensed by November. Perfect. Let me know if you know anyone. Uh, and then basically um, when I went in to interview at the Northeast office because I was checking out different brokerages, Yeah. Uh, I met David um, and then like we talked, we did the interview. And just, he was at letting me know, like, uh, one of the most important things you can do when you start off is to make that list of everyone you know. Uh, and he actually gave me a copy of uh, the list that we have online uh, in our virtual office, which is like, you know, go to your Facebook friends. Yeah, 150 uh, yeah. ways to yeah, meet people. Yeah. And, yeah. So I started working on that. And the tough thing is, almost everyone I knew was in BC. So <laughs> oh, wow. Because I had moved, moved here in 2014. Right. And, like, I started in 2016, so I'd only been in the city for two years. Um, so the first, uh, 
So after I looked at all the brokerages, I came back to David. And I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. And here's the thing, though. Um, someone called me, said that they want to talk to me. They might have a property. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice to have that problem before you're even, like, in the business. It's I like, got lucky yeah. with that one, yeah. And it was basically uh, someone that worked as a trade at one of the companies I worked at. He recommended me to another builder that was having issues with his realtor. And uh, so I told, asked Dave, I was like, what do I do? He's like, okay. Uh, and we prepped through everything, got everything ready. I went there, interviewed, and that was basically my first listing. Perfect. That's incredible. Yeah. So obviously, as part of the getting in touch with people that you knew, even though there was a limited number of people in Calgary, all of them knew that you were getting into real estate. So that <laughs> was a really know. important part of what you did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you did it because you, you did a lot more than one transaction, hence you're sitting here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so where where'd the so rest come from? Basically, uh, after that first one, um, uh, that builder just basically started saying great things about me to other builders he knew. Perfect. Um, and then in that first year, I ended up with working with four different builders. Um, that was wow. helpful from that first one. Um, managing it all and interviewing with these guys, um, honestly, the courses that I took um, really helped me like organize everything. Yeah, <laughs> be ready, practice, and everything. Because these guys would call me out of nowhere. It's like, oh, I'm here. Uh, meet me at this time, and I'm gonna be like, okay, that's like in tomorrow. And he wants to meet at a construction site. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, good thing I have everything printed and ready, like I was told to. Nice. Grab it, go. Nice. Um, so that, and then open houses really helped a lot too. Uh, I think I got four deals through open houses. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's none of them I was expecting. It was just people that I was keeping in touch with, sending them information, and then out of the blue, they'd call me and say like, oh, uh, so we're ready. I'm like, okay, uh, let's go, uh, which was fun. Because you, both, because you both touched on open houses, let's just talk about that for a minute because there's a lot of people in the first in their first year who don't have a huge database and they don't have repeat and referral clients to start calling and open houses I mean we tell people do it all the time and for everybody watching we have an open house distribution list where agents who do have listings that they don't want to sit open houses for they post and there's a surplus all of the time of people looking so are I guess question number one is is that how you found some of the open house opportunities or did you know other people how did you get into those listings? Because obviously they weren't yours. Yeah, right. So uh, the way that I did it was that I decided that I was only going to have six signs and I was only going to do open houses that it took less than six signs to get to. And so I would actually pick communities that I knew. So I would be like, okay, I'm seeing that there's tons of houses selling in Evergreen or I'm seeing that there's tons of houses selling between 400, uh, probably 350 and 450. So I would actually, maybe the realtor didn't even realize that they wanted to have an open house if there wasn't something on the open house opportunities, I would go and look in MLS and just be like, okay, here's a house in Evergreen that's been on the market for less than 10 days. It's $425,000 in Evergreen and it takes four signs to get there. And I'd call the realtor and I would say, <laughs> nice. I want to sit it. And they would be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, sure, that would be that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Create your own opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still do that. And even like now, I've got my own listings, but Sometimes I still, like I actually just did a thing yesterday, literally just yesterday that I said, I need you to sit mine, can I sit yours? Because I have like my own personal house for sale and I can't sit that as an open house. So I'm like, you're a great agent, can you come and sit mine and I'll sit yours? Perfect. So that there's somebody at your house and somebody at mine. That's and, fantastic. And Alan, tell, tell me about what worked for you at open houses to capture the people's information? You, you stayed in touch, but I feel like that step of, 
um, getting people to give you their contact information is, is a problem for a lot of agents. Yeah, so that was a problem for me as well. Um, luckily, there's a lot of other realtors that I talked to, and they all recommended the same thing, which is like have something to give them that they want, right. which is always information, basically. So if I was doing an open house somewhere where I'm like, okay, this is like a first-time home buyer thing, I'd make sure I had like copies of an article or something for first-time home buyers. Perfect. I'd let them know like, okay, so I have one copy. I can email you one if you want. Um, and then same if I would oh, go to so a- Oh, you so didn't, you didn't hand it to them. Oh, that's, that's really clever. So you'd have one so they could kind of <laughs> see it and know it's legit and you're not just saying something, um, but be like, oh, look how good this looks. Yeah. But you can't have it. Yeah, I some, feel like this was something that Lindsay good. said in one of his yeah. videos. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right. If you just hand it, if you just ha if you print out 20 copies and someone just takes it away and then nothing. Yeah. So that's really clever. So I always like to go and angle that I'm a very green realtor. I'm electronic only. Yeah. So it's you're not gonna see much paperwork with me, <laughs> and they'll just email you whatever you need. Um, that usually works. So um, having that information, if it's a place that looks like like I've done open houses in uh, houses that look like you know they need to get a lot of work done to them, so builder specials. And I'd have information about renovations and stuff like that, like different websites you can go to and stuff like that. And then when they'd come through, I'm like, well, here's, I can send you some information. If you're getting a place like this, you're probably going to want to get some work done. Uh, it was also a good time to bring up the Best My Nest stuff as well because it needed work done. And then here's a list of people you could work with. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. This, this, is, this is totally unscripted because we didn't prep you guys or be like, hey, talk about the incredible tools here. Stuff yeah. no. Thank you, I'll pay you later. <laughs> Jennifer, how about yourself? What worked for capturing people besides, you know, dashing good looks and right. you know, my, things like that? My but, charisma alone. Yeah, that, that's right. But we, what, we can't what, teach charisma. Yeah. But, um, so actually, as I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking about that and I was like, There's, they're going to ask me questions that they're not going to like the answer to. And hey. one of them is this, is that I actually didn't all of the deals that I did was strictly from them contacting me. So you hand out your business card? Hand out my business get, card, get in touch wow. with give them all the information wow. and say, if you have any questions, please contact me. I have the information. I know the bus route. I know the houses. I know the market. I know the CMAs. I know the value of this community. And if you want more information, you contact me. Because so you demonstrate your value up front. I, yeah, I just It I wasn't just, just like, oh, if you have a question about the house, call me. It's like, yeah. listen, I got all this stuff. I know. And I, and I did try to like work in the communities that I lived in. Like at that time, I was living in Shaughnessy. And so I was like, I live here. I work here. I live here. You know, I know what I'm doing. And Perfect. so then they would. And, and all of them, all five of the ones that I did do were all, hi, we met you at the open house. Can we work with that you? That must have been the, I have little goosebumps. That must be such a great call to get. Yes, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person that wants to spend a ton of time chasing people. And I do that in my real life as well. Like, if you want to work with me, I'm here. I've got the information. But this is, because realistically, most people are going to write their name down, but they're just doing it out of obligation. And so the real serious people, those are the ones that, those are the ones I want to work with, and I'm not going to chase them, so... And you I know, still do that today. I, I still don't have any sort of written down paperwork or anything. I mean, obviously the contests and that, but most of the time they cross off that they don't want you to contact them anyway. So it's really, they're just entering the contest and that's the end of it. Totally. But, yeah. Right. Cool. So, but, and, and, and again, this is a really specific question, but I do think it's important because I've been in um, quite a few open houses and a realtor has a stack of business cards there. Yeah. Um, and somebody can take a business card. 
Were you very active in handing out a business card so that was taken? Yeah, and I also, whenever I do an open house that isn't my own, of course, I print out the MLS sheet and then I do the banner at the top that has my information, so then I give both. Um, I'm also giving, so like if I had the MLS sheet, I will have the my business card and then a pen that also has my information, and I hand that all to them at one time. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you know. And then they can like cross off or like circle things while they're going through the house. Perfect. I was just going to say, you know, we took a bit of a, of a side route to talk about open houses, which wasn't necessarily on here, but, um, you know, to mention some of the things that you talk about in your class, one of the reasons why these are so important is because if you don't have your own database yet, you need to have real estate conversations and start yeah. building that. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes people. sense that this would be a really important thing that people should be doing if you need to drum up business. I'm yeah. glad we touched on that. Well, and I'm, I'm like, as Amon was saying, um, I'm actually born and raised in Calgary. I have a humongous database. I, I actually sold 13 houses before anybody that I knew bought a house for me because they're like, oh. you have been a realtor for five minutes. Like, and I was 29. Like yes. they were People like, don't trust you. they don't trust me. Yes. So they're, and then they're like, well, if 13 strangers bought a house from you, Jenny Hooper, I will also consider. And so I did, I sold 13 houses before one person that I knew. You think your grandma and your sister and your brother and your best friend are going to buy houses from you, but they don't. And so you do, you know, you can have 150 people on a list, your hairdresser and whatever. Everyone knows 10 realtors though. And until you start proving yourself, you better not count on the fact that your people that you already know are going to use you. And uh, yeah, now most of my business is from referrals, but it took though, it took 13 before wow. somebody I knew bought a house. Well, and I love, I love what um, I was saying where you had, um, you asked people for help. You know, you went out and you said, hey, I'm getting my real estate license. Uh, can you help me out? Because lots of people will say, well, I'm not prepared to use you yet, but I'll throw my friend under the bus. <laughs> exactly. and, and it's just like, exactly. it's like, oh, I'll refer them to so-and-so. And it's like, but, but for yourself, it's like, well, my mortgage broker friend told me that I should be doing this. And it's just like, oh my gosh. But yeah. um, so, so nice work on being prepared to, um, you know, reach out and ask for help because it's very non-threatening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only thing was though, like I got that one deal, luckily when I started out, but then there was a dry spell for a while. <laughs> right, yeah. And that's when you do the whole like calling everyone, networking, going to events, talking to people, keeping in touch with people. Yeah. And that's basically where the few deals after that came. Uh, so it was like that one lucky deal and then there was like just nothing for a while. Perfect. And yeah, it was just hitting nice. the streets and talking to people. Yeah, uh, I got really nervous myself because I'm like, is this because I don't have that big database? And uh, like, should I have maybe moved back and started everything where I knew people. Yeah. But I like the city so much. I'm like, I kind of want to stay here though. Well, and what a, what a good comparison because you're just like, well, I had the database. I but had it. Yeah. Right, I had to go to new people anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. When you said, and I want to ask you a question just in terms of how you generated some of your business because mm -hmm. it's it's very easy like, oh, like you got lucky and builders used you, which isn't the case at all. Because I remember we had a previous conversation you just mentioned it was you had to be extremely prepared and still work really hard to get that business. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned that you had printed everything off and everything was ready to go, can you just mention um, for people watching a few specifics of what that meant? Like what did you need to have prepared so that if business came to you and you were that new that you just looked like a rock star when you showed up? So I am big into lists. Okay. So I make lists of everything like um, I typically hear like questions. Uh, and then I remember like, okay, so this is most likely what I'm going to be asked. So like I can just review that kind of stuff real quick. Um, it kind of gets you ready for the interview because like, okay, I'm going to hear this. This is what they want to talk about. Um, and if they don't ask me one of these questions, then I'll bring it up myself. 
right? Then it, it sounds like, like, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's bringing up a topic that I should have. Right. Um, the other thing I always print out is I always have, um, so a package for buyers and one for sellers. So depending on who I'm meeting, and it has information basically, a little bit of market information, information about me, um, some of the different marketing materials that I have access to, how I'm gonna market everything. If it's a buyer, how I'm gonna search for their home, the different ways I have to, uh, reaching out to people to find your properties. And everything's ready to go, and I just kinda go through that with them. Perfect. And uh, other than that, the only other thing that I'd say like I really needed to have is just a folder to put it all in. Right. So we can hand it over. Which is provided yeah. by CIR at the office. <laughs> oh. <Perfect. laughs> Exhibit A. Insert overlay here, folder. Yeah. <laughs> a little post-production for you. Exactly. Um, okay, so Jennifer, are you still using the same business generation strategies or how are things changed today? What are you doing today that's, that's <clears throat> different or the same from when you started? Yes, so uh, I've recently met with David and we did a whole entire business plan. He took the time to work with me to sort awesome. of figure out what I'm gonna do now with, with a bunch of changes in my life. And so open houses are still my basically my number one thing. Um, I'm still gonna constantly do those. I probably, I do two a weekend, sometimes just one. Um, the other thing is my business is probably over 75% referral right now. And that's the way that I wanna build my business. And so I've been very lucky that it's pretty rare, I think, to, to have that much referral business at this point. But I've, I have just impressed the people that have worked with me so much that they're just, they are, they're my advocates and they're out there on the street saying, Jennifer is our girl, you want to use her. And so that's been really good. And then a lot of it is just using my sphere of influence and getting my name out there and advertising. And um, I do tons and tons of networking, volunteering, and, and mar like marketing is the big thing. And um, people are just starting to know my name and seeing, seeing me everywhere they go, they can't get away from me. So <laughs> especially in Airdrie, I've got my name on everything, right? So they're, I know you and people will walk up to me and they'll be like, I recognize your name. And um, that's, I think that they say work, work yeah. until you don't have to introduce yourself. And right. I, I'm almost there, I think, in some, in some yeah. instances. So yeah, I am, I'm pretty much doing that same thing and, and doing the Ford calls and like doing the, those kind of things and inviting people and doing the flow and, and all of those things. I'm not, I mean, I'm not there. I don't have a perfect system by any means, no. but I, I do the stuff that works and has worked for me in the past and keep continuing to do that. I mean, how about you? Um, same strategy used before, what are you doing now that's different or the same? In terms so of a lot of the stuff I'm doing, so it's basically adding on to what I've been doing previous. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, so open houses and all that is still really important. I'm still keeping in touch with all the guys I've always kept in touch with. Uh, so what I'm doing now is just because like over the time I've been doing this, like a lot of my network is people that work in trades. Mm -hmm. So something I've been doing is introducing them to each other. If they need something done here, here's my guy, stuff like that. So good, um, you become that connector. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get these people like what they need done. Um, so I had someone contact me that was a client of mine. He's like, oh, do you know someone that does stucco? I'm like, you know what, I do. And they're sending it over to their friend. It's fantastic. So. Well, and, and to kind of expand on that, you know, in the, in the ninja selling thing that in the ninja sales training that we do every single year, um, the role of the connector uh, is so valuable because you are providing so much help to other people that there is that feeling of reciprocity where you know you've just made somebody's life easier by connecting them to so and so. Mm -hmm. That there's that little thing where like, well, you know, what can I do? What can I do to help your business because you're doing things to help other 
tradespeople with their business. So that's really powerful. And then are you finding that a lot by doing that, that you're getting a lot of real estate referrals specifically from that group? Uh, yeah, so people are sending me like, oh, here's my friend. Um, you should talk to them. Um, they're thinking about something in the future or like uh, you help me out, like they're thinking of doing renovations, maybe you know a few guys that can help them out. And it's kind of just actively trying to help them. And then over time, they kind of just start talking to you themselves. Yeah. Uh, they like you, they want to talk to you. And usually they'll say like, oh, here's another friend I know. So my goal has really been to build that list of contacts because my list of contacts is small. And I still think it's pretty small. And doing this is like people just introducing me to people because they want to introduce me. I'm not going out looking for people and saying, here, meet my friend. Yeah. You're just providing enough value in terms of the information that you have that people think that you're a good guy to know. I guess, yeah. And so, I, and I, oh, sorry, no, please. no, please. I was just going to say, Jennifer, I know you're a serial networker as well. Yes, uh, yeah. In terms of meeting tons of people, what do you find is a strategy that's worked for those um, people in a professional capacity to trust you? So what I learned when I was taking the mentorship course is there was a thing called your um, your sphere, I think it was the word that Gary used, where you want to have people that are going to use you and know, like, and trust you, obviously, right? But so I was like, okay, I want to have a bunch of people that I know, like, that are, you know, the lawyer, the, the candlestick maker, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of those kind of things. <laughs> and so I decided to actually start my own networking group. So I've started my own networking group awesome. that is ran by me and I'm actually just in the process of going nonprofit with it because it's growing so exponentially. So we've actually got a committee and we've got members and we've got um, like a treasurer and we've got a president and we've got a communications person and a logo and a website and it's super fancy. And uh, it's going really great but it's exactly the same thing that he's saying is that I don't, honest to goodness, if no one ever bought a house from me, which I have had people buy, but if they never did buy a house from me, but every single time they think, oh, I need a plumber or I need a painter, Jennifer's gonna know somebody. And like, whether they call me for a shoe company to clean their shoes or fix their soles or whatever, yeah. I know somebody. And so as soon as they think real estate, they're gonna think of me. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to build with the group. And like they say, it's, it's exactly, how can I help you? Because look at what you've done for me. It's and perfect. It's, it, and that's part of the reason why my business is 70%, 75% referral. If you guys are at a networking event and you think the best strategy is to huck out business cards, it's like you can give somebody your business card, but make sure that you focus on how you can help them. Yeah. And if you do that, then people will go out of their way to help you. When they say like the, the conjunction word for networking is work, and if you go to one networking thing and think you're going to get five deals from it, you're not. Yeah. You yeah. may have to, I had to do it for almost a year before I got one deal. Wow. So don't just give up, keep going. And something will happen. And something will happen. Do you take, and, and both of you do a lot of networking and you really try and put yourselves out there. Obviously, you are starting from a totally different place. How are you, when you're going out and you're meeting these people and you're saying, you know, your, your database is small, so obviously you're still in the process of building this and tracking this and you are successful, right? Like you're doing well. So where did you, you're so most modest person you'll, yeah. you'll, ever, you'll ever meet. Um, so I'm going to say it for you, you're doing well. And then, so you went from here and now you're here. What would you, what, if you don't mind sharing, what's that number in your database now? And what is your goal in terms of how many people you're adding to it? Where do you want to see it get? So I want it to get as big as possible. I don't really have a limit on it. Um, so my goal for the end of this year was to be at about uh, 200. 
And wow. Um, so end of this year, I want to be 200. Uh, when I started out, it was 30. Wow. Uh, and currently, it's just about around 100. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. fantastic for knowing absolutely no. And these are and these are actual people that you would not just you know writing down names of everyone you know, but that's like an actual working database of people you legitimately want to do business with. Yeah. So a lot of these people are just um, people. Like some of them are people that I've met, and yeah, they want to do something eventually. Yeah. Some of them are just like people. Like I said, like my goal is always in networking is to kind of just make a friend. Like I'm going to help the guy out. Totally. Uh, I don't aim for the deal at the other end. Um, and when I work with a client, I work with them hoping that they'll trust me enough to give me a referral. Um, and when I meet these people, I'm just trying to be friendly. And then they just introduce me to other people and I kind of have them in my contacts. And they're like, oh, well, one day, maybe. Yeah. And then I just kind of keep in touch with them. And I don't do anything like pushy, really. I just keep in touch with them like you do with people. Uh, just and that's talk. something we both say is like we're both because we're both part of, part of the same ninja group and it's something that we've been talking about where both of us are not we are not pushy salespeople at all like we want people to know it's like it's like you and I were celiac right like how do you know somebody's celiac don't worry they'll tell you yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same thing with real estate right it's like <laughs> you, you, I probably you know put it into the sentence when I'm talking to somebody four or five times but I never ask for it I'm never yeah. like do you know anybody because I, I just, it's the same, you know, you just want to, you want them to know you're a realtor, but you don't want to be, I don't, for myself anyways, I definitely don't want to be a pushy, like, the only reason I'm talking to you is to get a sale. Yeah. And I think that you're sort of the same, like, they, yeah, you, yeah we, I would never want my best friend to be like, oh, I forgot you're a realtor. <laughs> but I would also never want them to think like, oh my goodness, Jennifer, oh, her numbers come up on the line. I don't want to answer <laughs> yeah. it kind Ooh, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I get that, yeah. like, heebies and, yeah. So that's, I think that's super important because there's so many people that are, so many realtors that are like all sales all the time. And it, I think Brett Mural has said, um, I put the real in realtor and I've stole that from him because I'm a real human. Yeah. Yep. Long before I'm a realtor, I'm a real human. And I care about that more than anything. If I, I would always want people to think of me and be like, oh, I, I want to answer the phone when she calls. I don't want it to just be sales, sales all the time. Let's, let's, let's change gears for a second here. Let's talk about um, challenges because Inevitably, I mean, we do these sessions and people put people up on a pedestal when you're on camera and stuff, but um, there's a vulnerable part here where it's like, it's not all sunshine and lollipops, no. <laughs> as you all know. So um, Jennifer, starting with you, what were some of the challenges you faced and, and how did you overcome with them or pick like one or two that you said, you know, and, and maybe you're still overcoming them, but it's like, um, uh, tell us a little bit about challenges and, and your approach to that. Um, I, I mean, definitely there was, there was challenges. Obviously, I became a realtor in the worst recession in my lifetime. So that was a challenge in its own right. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, failure wasn't an option, though. And so I was like, okay, this isn't working. And so I'll try this, or I'll try that, or I'll take another course. And I mean, there was, there was constantly struggles. There was always something else that was coming. There was always a new, a new thing that I didn't know or a, a situation that would come up. But I was always very much willing to ask for help and I always said to my clients I'm like I've got something amazing here I've got quick connect and I'm like if I don't know the answer I will never tell you that I do know the answer and I will find out the answer and I'm not too stubborn to say oh yeah because I want to make sure that I get you the right answer right there's yeah. there's my mm -hmm. answer and then there's the right answer and so there's I also always, a lot in between with Quick Connect because we, we sometimes disagree as managers even about yes, what the right answer is. Of course, <laughs> of course. But it was wonderful to have that available to me and knowing that I, 
I, I never felt like I was alone. And so I found that with, with any challenge that I had, I was able, I had that backup. But I also was able to, um, but just in general with, with challenges, I mean, there, there, there's been tons, right, like I say. And for the most part, though, I definitely just don't get overwhelmed. Like, I just kind of was like, okay, I've got to look at this as one, like, I kind of break it down into sections and see, like, what the end result is and always, like, putting my clients first nice. and, and kind of doing it like that and not trying to get too overwhelmed and, like, the... Because you can really get brought down. Like, oh, yeah. you can get... You can, yeah. And uh, I'm always... I'm, I'm pretty feisty when it comes to my clients and I know sometimes when the managers answer the phone, they're like, oh, Jennifer, <laughs> what? <laughs> what now? <laughs> but it's because I, you know, I... I I care so much. Yeah. I, it's, it is, yeah. So that's kind of my answer, I guess. Lots of challenges. It's constant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, memorable challenges or challenges you faced and your approach to overcoming them. Uh, so challenges, like right off the bat, like you were saying, like I went to, I decided to go into real estate when the market was going down. Right. Uh, so that, um, the lack of contacts and stuff. So it was basically, it was just struggling through challenges. And, um, what got me through it was just remembering like everyone started from nothing in this business, right? And I come from, like I'm first generation born in this country, so my family came here with nothing. Right. And everything they have, they built up and I've seen it been built. So I wasn't so much afraid because I've had examples in my life, I'm like, oh, this is possible. Yeah. Um, it, but, and then when you have those days where like, you know, like, oh, it's been like months and I haven't gotten a deal, I've been keeping up with people. Uh, the only, the real thing that kept me going was remembering that so long as I'm working at it, I'm putting in the time, I'm contacting people, taking classes, I can't say I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Right. The moment I'm doing nothing, I'm gonna get nothing. That's right. So, so long as I'm trying, I'm like eventually. Your paycheck will represent how much work you did. I'll tell you yeah. something though, and it's, it's- The actions were a big deal. Yeah. yeah. When you start off, it's tough to trust yourself. Um, and it's tough to, like you, you, you take courses, you, you, you do different things and you hear about different realtors, different things, but it's tough to trust the process. We tell people to trust the process, but they're like, but how do I know that this is even going to work ever? And, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like this deal comes in and you're like, oh, okay. And then there's a point in your career where you sort of settle in and say, okay, now I can actually trust that I know that this activity, although it might take, you know, 45 to 90 days, whatever it is, 60 to 90 mm -hmm. days, to drum up, it will generate business. And, and so that takes some time because at the start, you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm, and, and, and maybe this market's different. Maybe this is different now. Maybe I should be all in the online. Maybe I'm missing out on online or maybe I'm missing out on this. And you have that moment where you can just relax and say, there's no secrets out there. You know, it's just, you just got to keep taking, doing the activity and trusting the process. Kind of a tough question. Something that I've always wondered about is obviously, like, you know, you were laid off and you decided to quit your job, but at one point you're deciding that I'm going to start a career that there is no income in right now. Yeah, that leap, that... Uh, Which is, like, that is, that is, in terms of just general confidence in yourself and your ability to start with, that's got to be something that a lot of, that all realtors must have, at least in the beginning, because what a terrifying thing to do, and especially in an economy like that, and you have to wait to get your sales. Um, I mean, starting with you, because you you know, we're, we're, we're laid off. So from a financial position of saying, I need to set myself up to know that this might be tough for a little bit of a while, but at the same time, you're starting a brand new business. And most people who start brand new business, like new businesses require money and time and mm -hmm. back saving. So you were successful in starting to build without, I know, putting out a ton of money and advertising and all, and all of that jazz. 
what did you find was the best use of your, the money you did have to start your business? Where did you put that? So for me, it was basically like the money was going into printing cards, printing the material I need. Yeah. Um, gas, really, because I wanted to go out there and meet people. Yeah. That's a great it's honest funny. answer. Starbucks coffees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, funny. yeah, lots of coffees. Um, and actually, I just because you brought up challenges, one of my first challenges was with that first client I had, that builder. There's two partners in that business, and one of them, without telling me, went to India. So long distance calls were also oh, part of where oh, I put my money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Skype, get really good at Skype right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And Jennifer, for you if, you, if you were to say, you know, kind of advice for somebody who just started out, what are you looking at in terms of how to prepare financially for what your first, call it six to eight months, realistically is going to look for? How do you, how do you prepare for that? What should you realistically expect? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that everybody realizes how expensive it is. It truly is expensive. Even if you don't do anything, I think even if, if, even if all you did was pay for your website and your fees to yep. the brokerage and, all, and the fees to CREB and everything, I think it's $2,300 a month that I'm spending, it feels like, I think. I think that includes my car. But anyways, and it is, though. It's <laughs> so... It's a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it is. It's so expensive. And, um, but a car not, is a non-negotiable. Just like, feel yeah, like, like business, exactly. cards are all, business cards could almost be a negotiable. Yes. But you're right. A car yeah, isn't. So exactly. I like how you include that But you do. There. It is. It's in there, right? And if I never sold anything, it's about $2,300 a month if I, if I didn't. And, and what I find is that, um, like, luckily, I had my husband to back me up, and, and he was there. But um, it... I think that it probably I was a year in, and if I had a, had to if I had have had to subsidize myself, I, it would have been impossible. Right. So I mean, I ad, I admire people that do it on their own or that they're supporting their families and that on it. But um, yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing I think though is that there is so much that you can do for free that is like the flow and the stuff with, I am not being paid by CIR to have this interview. I keep yeah. saying like pro CIR, yeah, but, I know. Um, I but it, it is though, it's true. I mean, there's an open house basically costs nothing. Yeah. The flow stuff basically costs nothing. They, you, yeah. you can do tons of stuff on your own Facebook and you can do it without spending a ton of money. Totally. Um, and I did it and I'm happy to talk to anybody about how I did it, but it, um, you don't have to spend a ton of money to yeah. get it started. Period. Um, Good. Take us to motivation. Uh, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? Amen. Uh, for me, it was basically, like I was saying, my family. Like, uh, for generations, like they've, they were hardworking farmers in uh, India, and then they came here, and they'd start from nothing. Wow. Um, watching that, seeing not just my parents, but like other relatives do the same and become quite successful at it. Um, those examples were always motivational. Um, talking with other realtors actually is a really good one too, because you'll hear their stories, and they all have one thing in common, which is like, yeah, I started with nothing, and then I worked my way up slowly. Totally. And uh, there's a few stories in there. It's like, yeah, I started with nothing and I skyrocketed, but what I find is, those people that put in the time will eventually reach that same place. Like they will have those contacts. They will be doing those deals. Um, so I was always motivated by seeing other people's success. That's great. How about yourself? Um, for me, it was probably a little bit more selfish than that. It was more, I didn't want, like I said at the beginning, kind of failure wasn't really an it's like option. It's a pride thing. It's a pride thing for yeah. sure. And I was, I, I always sort of felt that 
I wasn't meant to build someone else's dream, and so I needed, I wanted to represent how, um, what is that, what is that saying? Um, I wanted my paycheck to represent my productivity, and so it was like, it's a direct representation. The amount of money that I make shows yes. how hard I worked. Yes. And so I, I was like, no matter how hard I worked in any other job that I had, it was $17 an hour. It didn't matter how hard I worked. Right. Just enough to not get fired, right? Totally. And so now I can see that if I do the work, that's the motivation. The motivation is, and also I'm very much into charity and, and my, my poor husband, he was like, you make a dollar and then you give away 50 of it, 50, 50 cents of it, right? <laughs> and so that's my motivation is like the puppies and the kids and like I, I, I want to give it all away. So the more money I make, the more money I can you're, give away. You're very similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terry, you're, yeah, speaking about people who are... <laughs> we had a, he comes from like the Salvation Army of packing up toys and hears me need to call off the Royal McDonald House and shows up right after. With a, <laughs> what are you doing here? You were just at that. And he's yeah. like, ah, you know, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I come from a family that's really heavy on giving. Um, one of the main goals for me is just being able to give not just back to charity but to my family as well like i want to be able to pay to take my mom on vacation i want to buy my dad a nice car one day yeah. i have nieces and nephews that i just want to spoil the hell out of so <laughs> uh, you two are awesome i mean in terms of your 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 um giving back to the world and not just uh philanthropy but also just in terms of giving back to uh, the community and the people that are part of your network Kind of, we're, we're running a little bit out of time, so we might not get to all of these. And but I'm still going to add another question because I'm just curious. Because I'm just curious, can you, to be successful, which you've both been, you obviously have some sort of a daily routine, and the, both of you keep mentioning taking the actions. We've mentioned things, you know, I'll do this now and then. But what does your day look like? Like a successful, productive day, doing real estate activities where you go to bed in the day, being like, and it did, doesn't mean you were working with buyers and sellers but you wake up and the actions you take for you to know you're on track, what are those? So for me, I will say like, um, it starts like, I'm not a morning person. Like I hate mornings. I wanna stay in bed the whole time. Yeah. Too. Uh, so when I wake up, the first thing is, um, like I do the typical routine everyone does in the morning. And the two things that really help me get going are I have a list of, okay, like the hot and warm list, like peep clients I need to talk to and stuff what's going on, like who's asked me for what, like what information do I need to get? And then it kind of gets the gears rolling. It's like, okay, this is what I need to think about right now. And, then, um, and this, is, this is written out on a piece of paper that you physically Whiteboard, reference. I have a whiteboard. Have a whiteboard, yeah, okay. I write everything down on it. Every day? Every day. Okay. I update it as it needs to be. And then I have a, the, another whiteboard, which is where my warm and cold and all that lists are, like for clients and stuff like that. Uh, so that gets my gear going. And then I have to go on a run on the treadmill because that really gets me moving nice right and then breakfast and then from there it's just like start working on that list uh and i usually prioritize it's like what needs to be done first and i have it so it's really simple to go through i literally just go check this off done check this off done work my way through it and those nice. are phone calls and emails yep. typically yeah. okay so it's physically getting in touch with people on these lists that's how you start your day so yeah. it's prospecting yeah or it's uh gathering information like uh for example I have clients that are builders because I worked as a project manager in the construction industry. I will review plans and stuff and give them suggestions, remind them, like, oh, this office room is kind of small. If you remember last time we did this, like these, your planner measures like this, but you have to also remember this drywall coming in there as well. And then you're going to lose like half an inch here and there. So there's where you can add value. Yeah. That's great. Jen. Uh, and for myself, I am not as organized as that, but I definitely do most of my 
work, like if I'm going to send updates or contact my clients, that's kind of in the first two hours of the day. And then I try to schedule some sort of education. Like I kind of have like two days of education in there usually um, in the week. Like I'm, I, I build my schedule on 168 hours, not on per day, like eight hours a day. Like I, I schedule, I'm very, very scheduled. My calendar would make most people cry, but it's very scheduled down to the minute with room in there for fun and ex unexpected things. But um, I definitely have it all split up into like, okay, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. Usually it's the, the contacting clients and then the afternoon is usually like that's when I'll book inspections or anything like that and then making sure that everything is in advance. Like if I'm going to send out cards or anything like that, I make sure that that gets taken care of in that two hours in the morning. And But yeah, I don't have any like fancy, I don't go on the treadmill like religiously or anything like that. But I, I am pretty like this is what I do in the mornings, right. this is what I do in the afternoons and then fit everything in the middle. And I try not to schedule more than like two things in a day. Like, you know, if I was going to take a class in the morning and then an inspection in the afternoon, I don't put any more because it gets to be too much. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's a great call. The one thing I would say like always have on the top of your list is um, that really gets me going is the affirmations or just write down your goal. Just the first thing, write down, remind yourself what the goal is. Yeah. So great. Um, and that's a daily thing for you. Yeah, uh, top on the list for me is affirmations. But I know people that just have their goals written down. Um, they might have it up on a board, vision boards. Um, so like it's something that they see right away. I know people that put it on like as soon as they go to the mirror, it's right in the corner, like a small vision board. But just remembering that goal first thing in the morning really helps you get going. There's that fog. There's so many distractions in the world. It's a, and, and typically it's other people's expectations and obligations that they want you to uh, help them fulfill. So if you can have your goal first and foremost to help you cut through that noise. Yeah. Um, tell us, let's switch to advice. Um, new realtor getting in. Uh, you're now mentoring somebody. Um, what, what are you going to tell them about getting into the business? and, and they're already in, so you can't tell them not to. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they're already in, but um, you know, what advice would you give Jennifer? Um, so advice I would give is get a mentor. It's the first thing that you do, get a mentor. Get somebody that you can really trust that knows the business and, um, and just keep at it. And also like trust in yourself. Trust in the skills that you're learning through what you learned in the course and also through what you've learned taking the courses with CIR and knowing that when you get in front of a client, they're going to understand. Like they're not, I, I noticed a lot of people in my first year that would get all this information and they were like just continuously practicing and then they're like, oh, I could never actually talk to a client. And so just do it. Yeah. And you know, role playing is really great and all of that, but you can only do that so many times until you actually need to sit in front of a human. And so do it, just go and, and the, what's the worst that's going to happen? They might say no, but if they say no, at least you had the opportunity because there's also the 50% chance that they won't say no. Yeah. And so I would say, yeah, just get, get out there, like get out of your house, get out of your comfort zone and go in and actually talk to people um, and, and spend as much time in the office as you can and with other people. I mean, it's a very lonely business and I notice that you see a lot of the same people at the events all of the time. And those are the people that are successful because they're, they're doing the work and they're getting out there and they're seeing people. And even if it's, if it's not comfortable, just do it. Go and talk to people. And there's always going to be people that are willing to help you. You just have to ask. That's Great cool. advice. Evan, advice? Uh, for me, it's basically it's similar. Like you have to be doing something. Yeah. Um, and at first, you're not going to know what you're doing. So take a course, 
get a mentor, read some books. And there's tons of courses, and like I know everyone keeps pushing CIR, but not necessarily have to be at CIR. Crab has some pretty good courses too. Much uh, better if you are at CIR. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a ton of books to be reading. Like you can find lists online. Uh, people make these lists of like you know must-read books. If you take the Ninja Selling program, you get like pages and pages oh, of gosh, books to yeah. be reading. Lifetime right? of reading. Yeah, and that continuous education and practice. So you can learn as much as you want. Uh, you can have lists of notes, but until you're applying it, right, you're not going to really true. know what you're doing. You're just going to know the technicals of it. And some people are too scared. They're, they're, they're like, I can't go, you know, not yeah. until I finish up this. It's like, no, no, you got to get out there. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was difficult because naturally, like, I, I'd say I'm pretty introverted. Uh, like, I'm that, like, nerdy introvert that you think, like, the, the atypical, like, nerdy introvert. So if you want to talk about video games, comics, sci-fi, books, novels, whatever, Right, you need to build a computer. I'm your guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to start a con like I, I couldn't start conversations. Um, networking and stuff was not in my nature. Um, but again, that came through practice. Um, so I know a lot of people starting out would be like, I don't want to make phone calls. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. But you keep doing it, and eventually, it's like I'm used to this now. Like Second it, nature. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes something you're just doing daily, and you get used to it. It ends up going from faking it like you're trying to do it and eventually just making true. it yeah, yeah. so it's, it's it becomes absolutely part true. of it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well and i know that when i was emailing and i was not when i was emailing you guys to do this i was thinking and i and i said this and lindsay's like you know we should get you know, we were, obviously we, th we thought about both of you that was it and as soon as we said your name i was like i don't know <laughs> if he's gonna do it and, and you know you said he's so good if he's gonna say no we're gonna get someone to talk we're gonna get somebody to talk you into it but the whole faking it until you're making it, right? Like, this is just it. You know, you're not, re you don't love talking about yourself, all this jazz, and you're here and you're doing it, and it's huge, but part of it is just, you gotta practice and you gotta yeah. show up, yeah. and um, that's awesome, so thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. You're a great example, because not everybody is extremely extroverted, right? And there's a lot of realtors that are that are watching, and you know, I've, I've sat in different mentorship, and, and we've specifically had conversations about, I'm introverted, can I be good at real estate with that type of personality? And there's mm -hmm. just different ways to be successful and different ways to add value and different ways to make relationships that are a bit more one-on-one -on -one than group situations. And that's very much been your route, right? Like the, where you've gone and done the whole, you know, you, as many people as possible in a room as for your networking group, which is amazing. Um, you know, you take the one-on-one route, which is a little bit quieter and, but also extremely personal. And that's great too. So. You don't have to be, moral of that story is you don't have to be, you don't have to be extroverted. Yep. Yeah, which I love. I want to thank both of you for uh, taking your time to come on the show and, um, and help give so much value just like you guys do in all your lives as well. So um, Jennifer, Amon, thank you so much for uh, coming on and, and talking to us about your journey in real estate. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you to everybody who tuned in today. Um, you can find all of our content on agentpursuit.com. We also have a podcast that you can download on Apple that has the audio files of all of these, which is pretty cool. Didn't tell you we're going to be in a podcast, but yeah, you are. There you go. Um, so also we're on all the social media channels if you want to see little tidbits of our interviews and some different advice. And for anybody who is new in the business and is watching this, um, just know as to your points that the actions are important, believe in yourself, and great things will happen. That sounded like a bit of a corny way to end it. But watching your stories and watching you guys join the business and see that, like, it's just, it's hard to know in the moment. But 
um, it's definitely coming. So and hopefully big, this was inspiring for you. And a final big shout out to Ryan McKay, uh, McKay Law for uh, giving us some cool space yeah. to uh, record in and uh, let us do that. So um, that's it. All the best, you guys. and We'll see you next week.